Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal! These guys are good! Scary good! And this crowd is going bananas! As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello everyone, welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lebov. Joining me this afternoon to discuss... Wednesday's three-game NHL slate are my co-hosts and friends, Nick Martin out of Calgary, Alberta, uh, and Tim Kalinowski coming from us, coming to us from uh, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Massachusetts is a Commonwealth, right? Um, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah, you guys are are weird like that. Um, Boston Tea Party reenactment coming up, right? Two fifty anniversary uh, in a couple weeks up there. Going to be busy uh, in oh. Massachusetts. Dude, Leoff, there's people in my town that do the every Fourth of July. They do the Revolutionary War reenactment and like reenact battles. It's it's Jealous. unbelievable. Like you, I went to the beach once and I forgot it was going on, and I thought the British were just like storming the beach. They're back. They're coming it's, back. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's unbelievable. Um, you know what is uh, also terrifying? Uh, betting Montreal Canadiens and, and Columbus Blue Jackets. The the Jackets minus one thirty. Uh. Hosting the Habs, who are plus 110. The total here is six and a half. Montreal coming back from a West Coast swing. The Blue Jackets, red hot, baby. Nick Martin called them the only team that was dead in the Eastern Conference uh, a couple, about eight, nine days ago. They rattled off four wins in a row. And guess what, Nick? I still think they're probably the only team that's dead along with the Habs. Uh, in, yeah, in I was going to say, when I said that, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. said that the Habs are worse. They just yeah. have more points. And yeah, these are... These are too bad. I fully agree. I think that the Habs are worse. And I think that at minus 130, this is a bet on Columbus. I like it here. This team is deeper top to bottom. And, you know, I like that they're seemingly starting to figure out their roles a little bit. It's been a complete gong show. They skated the top line how it's supposed to be with Marchenko up with Jenner and Goudreau. Like, that's what it will be moving forward if everyone, if they just let them stay together and play. They have significantly more depth than the Canadians. And if you look at Montreal, any like by any analytical standard, they're like a 30 or 31st. In the last two weeks, like these teams aren't comparable. Columbus is closer to a middle of the pack team. The Canadians are closer to dead bottom. And 
And even if you want to say maybe they defend a little better than their analytics suggests, like I guess your argument would be they're kind of like not letting plays through the box as often as others. I don't know if I even buy that. But anyways, their goaltending has really been the one thing that's helped them win games, that and the shootout in overtime, which is even if they manage to get there, they're due to not win at such a high clip. So uh, I think Montreal's basically been getting caved in pretty consistently. I don't see that changing. I really just don't think they're very good. I think they're kind of due for one of these like Chicago type runs where they just prove to be like a bottom five team without debate. So I, I think there's actually a pretty good gap between these teams right now, even if that seems a little bizarre to say, but yeah, I, I like the blue jackets here. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Um, and it's, you know, Columbus is at home, uh, Montreal traveling. So, these odds basically say these two teams would be a, a pick them on neutral ice uh, as they currently stand. I think that's probably a little wrong. I think most of us would agree that the Jackets uh, probably have Montreal. Not by much, Tim, but uh, I like I like Columbus here too. No, I think you laid it out well in terms of it'd be about pick them on, on neutral ice and, uh, in a Super Bowl. But you get factor in, uh, we think Columbus is a little better. And also... Uh, it is a tough travel for Montreal here, California trip. And then now they go to Columbus. I think that that is not, something's not being built in here. It's either the travel or that Columbus is a little bit better. So that's why I think there is indeed value on, on Columbus here. And I, I jumped and grabbed them and why it's not like a, Hey, this is wrong. Hammer play is I still think that they can kind of get goalied by Montreal. And again, this is a, a Columbus team that like, you know, I, I don't, no, I'm not anxious to put uh, some real cold, hard cash on, but I'm, I'm definitely going to bet it. Yeah, and look at this is a pretty good price for a team where you're saying, like, they're probably going to need to just have a stunning goaltending performance. They're going to give up, like, 35 shots. You know what I mean? Like, this is yeah. a pretty close number where, like, typically when people are making that statement, you're talking about, like, minus 170 or bigger when it's, like, a fear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, we, t- we talk about that with, with, like, Blackwood, and, like, we give that a, yes. like, an 80 cent, yeah, like you're like, okay, this team can clog it up and make it like a slog, and they've got a good goaltender, and that's and like a case. And they're plus two ten. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. So like, this is like one of those games where like I think everyone's probably expecting Columbus to own a lot of the play, considering the number. So yeah, I think the prices are pretty good out there. Okay, uh, game of the night: Detroit on the road, uh, taking on the Rangers. Red Wings have won three in a row. The Rain- Rangers have lost one in a row. They haven't lost back to back games yet this season. Uh, Detroit plus 160 and the Rangers coming back minus 192 favorites at the Garden. Uh, total of six. The Red Wings are off to a great start. 11-6-3. They've now had two uh, winning streaks of at least three games. I think one was uh, they, they won five in a row uh, when they came flying out of the gates. Now they've won three in a row. The betting market still is just not convinced and it's probably correct. You look at the numbers, their high danger chance differential is not great. Their expected goals number is not great. The one thing I will say, though, in Detroit's favor is they seem to have a plan, like a process. They they know what they want to do, which is they are going to sell out to keep games very low event at five on five and hope that their clinical finishing comes through um, and get, is the difference. Like they'll just win the games that way. Top 10 power play, top three shooting percentage in the league. And they are getting scoring uh, from from up and down the lineup. They signed Patrick Kane for some reason uh, as well. Um, the Rangers too. Like, like I don't hate going against the Rangers here. I don't I don't think Detroit is as good as their record. 
Um, but I also think they may be getting, a, they're getting a little bit too much disrespect um, from the betting market here. Like, and this number's already taken money. Like it was like plus 150 and now it's, we're looking at plus 160. So I don't think it's a bad game to go to overtime either with the way they do, these two teams set up the Rangers depth issues with Kako now out as well. Um, are a little concerning. The the big elephant in the room here is that Adam Fox might uh, play. So I think um, the two bets I would consider here would be either Detroit or an overtime play. I do see this one being pretty low event, two teams that want to keep things tidy and then counter and, and prevent more than create at five on five. So uh, yeah, it's a, I think an interesting tactical matchup actually, Nick. Yeah, I thought this looked pretty fair. I think the Rangers are this this much better than Detroit right now. Um, and and you talk about like Detroit shooting percentage and power play and clinical efficient finishing, they're pretty well like league average on all those fronts, which I think is like the thing. Like I don't know if I view them as a team that's just going keeping that heater up no. all year. Their goaltending's been pretty solid, and maybe they've they've defended better than expected. But I just don't see everything going on with them as like entirely sustainable especially when we talk about like the bodies that are doing it. And then, yeah, like the Patrick Kane thing, we will like give ourselves the credit last year for not getting sold at all, that he'd make a difference in New York. And well, I think he did it's make just... a difference. He made the difference that we thought he was going to make. Yeah. It exactly. made them worse. Um, And it's so easy to get like swept up in the hype because he was so, so good. And he was such a clutch player and all of that good stuff. But um. Even prior to this hip surgery, it's like a three-season sample now that he hasn't been good. And this hip surgery, no one has yet to make it work. So again, it'll be a great story. Everyone's swept up in the hype. But I think from a handicapping perspective, doesn't move the needle at all. I don't think the Red Wings are really even better today than they were. And if you wanted to look towards like getting a kind of a guy like that who can just produce and isn't all as good in the other areas, they have Daniel Sprong, who we love and doesn't get minutes ever. So Number 88. Yeah, I know he had to give it up. So anyways, I, I think this price looks about fair. I think Detroit's probably closer to a fade candidate moving forward. And they're still, it'll be an interesting thing to see because I, as of the Minnesota game, they're on a nearly identical point pace through the 20, first 20 games of last season. They were actually yeah. one point below where they were. So I think it's actually going to, it's like pretty crazy to look at that and think this is just like the exact same thing. How much better will they be? I think they'll be a little better, but I still think they end up ninth, maybe tenth in the East. Yeah, yeah, I would say first, I'm terrified to bet against the Rangers. So that's kind of where the handicap starts for me. And then um I just don't I don't I have no idea what to think of Detroit either. And that's it's not a great gambling mentality in terms of you want to get ahead of what you think about a team, but I still don't I I I wouldn't be surprised if they were a bottom 10 team. I wouldn't be surprised if they were a top 10 team. I really wouldn't. I, mean, I just think that they have like a lot, a lot of variance within this team. There's a good article today or earlier this week on TSN about goal differential and how the standings aren't necessarily early in the season indicative of how good a team is. If you look closely, you know, things like goal differential help paint a better picture. Detroit, top 10 in goal differential, they're plus 14. Rangers are plus 17. So Maybe they're closer than I think if you're gonna if you're gonna you know call that uh if you're gonna base it off of that, but 
I don't know. I, I have a really hard time handicap. I, I just don't bet against the Rangers. It's, it's like it's like yeah. the hardest thing in the world for me. We, and by we, the way, Nick, I, I I turned it. I had the Patrick Kane hip surgery, and I came back and I was unbelievable. So you know, did I, you? You had the full hip resurfacing? Oh yeah, I had it like three years <laughs> ago. I, I I came back to club hockey, and I was you know point of game guy. So I don't really know. I don't really know where okay. this comes from. Granted, I was twenty nineteen, and it was yeah. yeah. <laughs> But who knows? But yeah, there's a list that was uh, posted today and I was reading it. It was pretty interesting. Uh, it was a sample of like five players, though. So, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but I, I still actually think your handicapping point there is good. Talking like you don't need to bet on these games. Maybe on this slate, it looks like you want to because there's three. And the one we're going to have a bet on is Columbus versus Montreal. <laughs> but like... I, I think, I don't know. It, I agree. The Rangers are tough. And the, the Red Wings are really tough because like I'm trying to find out these areas of their game that they're doing so well. But I still view them as kind of like I'm not going to put them down there with like my caps, especially when you talk about they do have a much better goal differential. But they do have a lot of signs of being pretty fake, I think. And the goal, like whole the goal differential point, the caps are the ultimate one while we're on that because they were they were sitting at break even, and everyone said this team's about to fall apart. And it was one of those things where the people who just looked at records were like, "Oh well, like you're picking them to lose to Columbus and stuff like this. Like you must be an idiot." And then the next three games, they go out look terrible. They lose to San Jose. Like usually that is it is pretty indica- indicative. And we'll throw it out there too. Montreal has a minus sixteen goal differential, and their plays looked that bad. But they're just winning every single coin flip, and and that just helps hide it, really. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Uh, yeah, before we get into the Islanders gold differential, let's move on. Uh, to... <laughs> we'll leave off, leave off. I have to over here. The bottom three, you know, Montreal 16, Minnesota 20, Chicago Blackhawks 21. And then the San Jose Sharks, dash 54. I think the and, Sharks and, one's interesting. And here they come. Is those two games. Yeah, they're yeah. so Minus bad. 17 then, in those two games. I know you could say that about a lot of teams, but it's but, like yeah. they'd, they'd look closer to like Chicago. Yeah, if you, those. if you took those out, they'd only be, you know, minus 20. Which is actually, I think, an interesting note too, while we have this shorter slate. That's one I'd keep my eye on just because I know so many people absolutely pounded um, the Sharks to finish dead last. And I wonder if some sites out there, some places, I'd keep my eye out just for weird outlier numbers on maybe Chicago to finish dead last, like a long number, but 
I think uh, Mike was kind of talking about this too. I think it's a decent look, but it depends what's out there, like what you can find. It just, I wouldn't be surprised if some places had uh, the sharks really, really heavily favored just because there was like a stint there where everyone was posting what how it was a complete shoe in their complete joke. They're so far below everyone else and like modeling that it was like 90% chance and all of this stuff. And I think that'd be one to keep your eye on. Okay. Uh, we'll close out the slate with a game out West between Knicks Capitals and the juggernaut Los Angeles Kings, Washington plus 170, the Kings minus 205, uh, total six here. Uh, it's not apples to apples at all. And you know, maybe you, got, you guys can call me crazy for just even bringing it up, but the Sharks were plus 195 uh, against the Capitals at home like last night. And uh, now the Caps are only plus 170 in LA. I just when I view the gap between sharks and caps and then caps and Kings, like it's, it's like going crossing a, a regular street in your village and then crossing a highway, you know, six lane <laughs> highway. Right. Like I just, it's, it, it jumped out to me. Um, like I said, it's, it's irrelevant uh, for the most part, but just something I wanted to point out um, is I don't think that this number is really explaining the gap between Los Angeles and who, who for my money, best team in, the maybe the entire league right now with uh the Rangers dealing with some some injuries and the Bruins a little out of form and uh I I just don't see this ca- uh, this Kings team unless the goaltending tanks which it looks like it won't um falling off the pace more than I can see the other two teams kind of slowing down a bit um that said like the, the Capitals have gotten goaltending enough that it does make you a little nervous to go get them at a big number I'd, so I'd probably say this looks about fair um anything you you target here nick i think you know maybe you could say the kings are a little cheap i think the kings are a little cheap i thought if you can get like there's i don't think they'll be there but anything below minus 200 is great i'd probably still minus 205 like if the kings win this game three out of four times you have great value there i think they do like the caps are a whole whole tier below them several tiers (laughs) like this is not close and um yeah, I, I, everything we've seen from the Kings is just fully legitimate. Like this is a team that should completely control Washington at five on five right now. The Caps really have looked pretty stale. Um, like on a nightly basis, we're talking about like Dylan Strome being their best player by a mile. Like when you look at everything, it's like it's only there's just so many things that you're trying to patchwork together, and the offenses look stale. And I just don't see where it's going to turn around. Like Ovechkin's not what he's been. Uh, Wilson's getting going, but like. I still just think when you look at the rosters, the the Kings really just are that much better at this point in time. So um, I don't know if I want to do it again, but I think you you could probably play the Kings here. It seems like the numbers make sense to say that they could be closer to minus 220. Yeah, the one, the one thing just to always be a little trepidatious with uh, less, betting Los Angeles early is you might get a, a Phoenix Copley start. start. And yeah. maybe this is one of those. Yeah. But what did he, he play? Was it Saturday? Yeah, and he no, actually uh, did pretty well. They right, did yeah. really well. But um, yes, that was versus Montreal. Yeah, they completely dominated them. He didn't have to do anything. Uh, but he was in there Saturday, which I would say actually makes it less likely less, that yeah. we see him here. Tim? I mean, I'm so disheartened that the like this is an underdogs group here. I, I thought we were going to be caps all the way. Caps bounce back after losing to San Jose. Leboff, you laid it out so nicely that, you know, with the nice metaphor to crossing the street and the highway, I was waiting. You I pulled I, the Lee Corso, but wait, I'm going the other way. I, I, 
You talk. I you kind of. I must have made a terrible it. point there because I was trying to explain that the gap between the, the <laughs> no, sharks. I, and I the got Cavs, what you're saying. I got. Oh, I mean, the saying, sharks maybe. and the Cavs was so much closer, and they were plus one ninety five at home than yeah, this, no, this one you. where they're plus one seventy on the road. Like it's, I I I thought this number was. I thought we were going to get a, like a clear as day plus two hundred on Washington from the. I think if you look at like an easy way to summarize it is like if you look at where the Caps record is probably going particularly no i shouldn't say on the road they'll probably be pretty even but and then what the king's home record will be like minus 200 is probably not crediting enough what the, where those marks will finish i think right um who knows and i just love the king's makeup right now i think they're just such a good team so it just it feels like a pretty decent number to take the chalk i just i have a headache from our caps zigzag like like Nick, I don't think it's me. been that much of a zigzag. I think it was try to fade them a couple times, lose, and then maybe fade them a couple times. It worked, and then I didn't. I haven't ridden it enough. I didn't do it a lot. I know Mike bet on them yesterday in in San Jose. I just felt oh. like I didn't bet against them again and wanted to try to enjoy a game. But I, I think deep down, I knew it was the right idea. Last two weeks, you've definitely been very much more anti-caps, but I feel like to start, you were kind of saying, this team might be able to play a little bit. And then we were talking yeah. about Backstrom thing and how actually you were saying, oh, that frees up more guys like McMichael to, you know, be involved more. This is actually a good thing. And then I said, oh, this is going to be a Well, it is a good thing, about. and it has been, but, like, we're, like, talking about them like a playoff team here. I don't know. Yeah, I it's, think uh, the, like the key they, there is that they started so slow and we were saying they're not this bad. They're not, people are saying, yeah, that when they were like bad. one and four and or whatever, they went eight in a row and we're like, they're not this good either. So it does yeah. sound waffly, but at the same, we're like, well, this, it, it, I will probably have a similar conversation about the Red Wings if, if they start tanking, right? Like we, we knew they were every team. Good. Yeah. Yeah. The variance <laughs> just settles down. Like the, I don't think the Knights are this bad, you know, now that I, they're, this, I don't know, they played fine last night, but they're losing to, Calgary now they're losing coin flip games and people are like what's wrong with the Knights I'm like, yeah well they play hockey yeah I, I, they play hockey I feel like is it worth it I love the Kings too I really do but is it worth the conversation of them kind of feasting on the bottom of the Pacific being poor like could is it there a chance that they're they're good but they're just a little inflated but I think they're an interesting president's bet if you can get like plus 900, if there's any of those still around. Like they're, I don't love the Cam Talbot thing. And I always talk about in presidents, the teams with two good goalies just are so much likely to clean up those extra points. But I think they're interesting on that front. Like I think they have a president's level roster all day. I mean, yeah, I'm looking right now. The abs are plus 450. I think the Kings are way deeper than the abs this year. And like way less susceptible to like an injury or two, right. and then bad. This is why conversations are good because if I was alone, I would have taken the caps. Yeah, good. Well, we got maybe well, you might look, be and right. When the, like, and when the caps but... win, and when the caps win to, uh, tomorrow night, you can uh, you could curse us for. Yeah, I, I could show you all zero dollars and zero cents. That uh, no, the <laughs> takes will be the Ducks Caps game on Thursday. That that'll be the one that's interesting to dive into. Oh man, can you price that? What do you think? Uh. Caps are back to back. Like, pick them probably. Yeah, I was gonna say one twenty caps. Yeah, maybe maybe caps. Maybe like minus one twenty caps. We shall see, and we shall discuss uh, on Thursday's episode. Um, so for this one, we we all like the Blue Jackets. Scared of that Rangers Red Wings game. Uh, I do think a look at overtime there is is, is interesting. 
Um, and we think that the Kings, even as minus 205, might be a little cheap. Uh, for, for Nick Martin and Tim Kalinowski, I'm Mike Lebo. Thank you for listening to Line Change. We will see you again on Thursday morning to, to talk about a much deeper, more interesting slate of NHL games. Until then, best of luck with all your bets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.